the amount of invalid schach you could have on a sukkah, and the sukkah still be good. Now, everybody agreed that if you have invalid schach on the side of the sukkah, meaning next to a wall, then that won't mess up the rest of the sukkah. We just look at that as if it's a bent wall. And so that's why, for example, if you have part of the sukkah under a roof, uh, so that's not, even though a roof is not kosher sukkah, uh, and you have the whole part of the sukkah, we look at that like the wall just bends over, and that's really, the sukkah actually starts where the roof ends, and you have the kosher skach. That's the halacha of, um, of uh, Dauphin Akuma. The question is, what if there's a section of the sukkah in the middle that has non-kosher skach? Would that invalidate the sukkah or not? Or how much? So we had one opinion that you get up to four tzvachim. You have up to four tzvachim, uh, you're okay. But once you hit more than four tzvachim, then you could run into trouble. And then uh, it gets complicated. Uh, most people, again, the light fixtures that you put, if you put a fancy light fixture or certain kinds of decorations that are very big, once they hit the four tzvachim, so then you run into a question, can you sit under that? You know, is it big enough? I, mean, I suppose you'd have to have a pretty big decoration to be four by four, you know. But uh, if you, in theory, if you had a section of the sukkah that was four by four, and it, like a board that went all along. Yeah, oh, a light, you'd have that. You're right, a light like this. Uh, right, these are probably four by four. Yeah, they for sure are. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's a good example. So uh, no LEDs in the sukkah, not a good idea. But, uh, the, but at any rate, that, uh, we ran into two opinions, whether or not uh, you have a big tolerance for invalid schach in the sukkah. Now, it could be everybody agrees you shouldn't sit under it, but whether it'll mess up the whole sukkah or not was the question. So one view is that you only have a tolerance for four tzvachim, one board, really. Uh, once you hit four tzvachim, and the other view was Daladamas. It was They were very far apart. But uh, the Gemara was, uh, wants to see if we can prove who's right. So uh, we're at three lines from the bottom. Sakhacha ben Esorim shal Eretz. We learned that if you use a schach of pieces of wood that's made of cedar, sheyesh behem dalad, that they're four big. So once you reach those big boards, so we had that before, that uh, a stick or something small, a piece of wood is fine. But a large, once you reach the big boards that are used in regular construction, we said we had before was called Xeris Tikra, that it's very similar to what you would find under any roof that's not, that has cement and other stuff on it. So uh, uh, once it's there, everybody agrees it's no good. Ain't uh, behem dalit. Now, what about if it doesn't have four? So then we had different opinions. Or Mer Apostle, Rabbi Huda Maksher. One opinion says even less than four is no good, and Rabbi Huda says it's good. Umotor of Mer, and even Rav Mer, who says it's no good, she'im yesh nesser We're on the top of today's page on Yud Chesamad Aleph. Um, 18a, that if in between the non-kosher pieces, you put schach in between the non-kosher pieces, uh, then v'kshera. And we had this before. It's very interesting. It looks like a checkerboard. So um, you have a, almost like a checkerboard sukkah where you have the non-kosher boards, but as long as you have kosher schach in between, you're okay. If you feel that it's no problem to have non-kosher schach as long as it's less than dalad in your sukkah, 
So that's why it's kosher, because these are less than Dalit Amas. But according to the view that in the middle of the sukkah, if you have a space of Fort Tzvachim, it's no good. So how could this be good over here? In other words, even though you're adding a little bit of uh, real schach in between, once you have Dalit Tzvachim of a board that's that wide, shouldn't it automatically make the sukkah no good? They're not even considered an, 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 an interruption, are they? Like a half in between the good top. They're just saying scum. It's just... Right, that's right. It all. And messes the whole sukkah up, right? Yeah, right. right. Now, um, the problem is, uh, you're asking, what if you have a whole section, let's say, of good schach? Yeah. So what's the problem if you have a big piece of not good So What about the good schach? So right. the question, though, is, will the good schach need, need the wall? In other words, it... Um, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, if, if the good schach has to be, otherwise it's just, it's just ceiling, it doesn't... Oh, I see, that's enough. Yeah, yeah, um, that's exactly right. Oh. See, um, so that would be the question there. Okay, so, uh, but is this a proof that you, uh, how could it be good over here, uh, you have Dalit Fakim in the middle, according to this view, that if you have Dalit, it's no good. So, Amr Ehudabed Yeshua, HaKabasukha, the Lo Havi, Elishmona, Mitzum Sabbathinu. This case was, the uh, the sukkah itself was um, only eight uh, eight tzvachim wide. But yayiv nesu pesem nesu pesem nesu pesem mehagisa. But nesu pesem nesu pesem mehagisa. Not eight tzvachim. This would be eight amas. I'm sorry, eight amas wide. Uh, and v'havi leshnei psalim beemsa. If you work it out that you have a double area of schach in the middle. The Ika Hekshir Sukkah Be'emsa. Then you have, um, here's the picture. In the middle, you'll have eight Tzvachim uh, of, of Hekshir Skak in the middle. And so um, now you might ask, well, what about the, um, the, 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 well, all these other boards? This whole part is non kosher and this whole part is non kosher. And so, and then it was Michael's question, well, why is this no good? The answer is this doesn't have a wall. But since this is less than Daladamas, so oh, then this is Dofanakuma. Oh, oh, so each side is less than Daladamas. There's no percentage for that um, less than four Tafakim. Uh, like, you could, you could almost have less than four Tafakim as a higher percentage of the good Tzachach. Mm-hmm. The, the little bit, the less than 50% of the good Tzachach could negate not negate, but, but right, it, would right, do, all it, the, it wouldn't be possible, right? Right, right. Yeah, so can, uh, oh, that's, yeah. that's a kosher sukkah, you could just sit in the middle. Right, that's right. Would you be able to sit underneath the, the less than four tefachim boards? That's Mechlokas Rashi and Tosis. Very good. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh. In other words, so really what about if you're over in one of these other pieces of skak? Right. You're very thin, and you know, <laughs> you're going right. to eat your food, you know. <laughs> You know, can you do a... But clearly, what the word is just saying is here, the question... So people infer from Rashi, the, his wording, maybe you could be, also be good on these parts, or maybe not. Those are part of the side... If that's part of the sidewall, then you can't really... It's, it's a, that's, that's a more lumdish question about the other parts. Um, but the bottom line is, it's not a contradiction to this opinion that Dalit Fakhim is puzzle, but in a case where the sukkah was exactly eight, you'd still be fine with the... With the Four and four in the middle. If if it worked mm-hmm. out that way, so it's a, you're not going to prove him wrong because since there may be such a case, uh, therefore it um, um, 
it's, it's not a contradiction to him. Okay. Fine. Um, Omer Abayin. Avir Shlosha Besukha Gedola, Umiyata. What happens if you got that airspace? And that's a problem. Uh, again, the airspace, uh, we're switching. We were talking before about Schach Puzzle. And Schach Puzzle, we had a big argument about how much tolerance there is for Schach Puzzle. Right? And I was whether it's Dalit Tvachim or whether it's Dalit Amos. And that's like using metal or metal. But the famous case of the Gemara was metal spits, you know, metal bars. That's Schach Puzzle. But uh, what about if you have the problem of the airspace? Uh, and we said before that an airspace of three is no good. So uh, can you fix the problem? It's before Sukkot, or even on Sukkot. You want to fix the problem. So You've got a nice big Sukkah, and you've got a little space of air in between, and uh, that's no good. So what do you want to do? You want to fill in the airspace. You don't have any good schach left, but you want to fill it in uh, whether you have good schach or whether you have bad schach, shpudim are the spits. Habimiyat, it works. That's the uh, that's what he wants to say. That if you because uh, it, it, at the end of the day, it, if it's not airspace, then it's uh, even if it's bad schach, bad schach has to be fortzvachim. And the, this is the picture over here. This is the hole in the middle of your sukkah, and you just take some metal spits and you throw them over the uh, the gap. So, uh, and going back, does have to be male spits? Um, or does it matter? Doesn't matter, right? Even non-kosher schach, because the tolerance for non-kosher schach is up to is um, is. You don't have to have a wall around that that area where the pit is, I guess. Right here. Yeah. What do you mean a wall around it? Underneath it, going down to the sukkah, because now that would mean that, that these pieces of the schach are floating again. So if you as long the if you have a hole of three that messes up the whole sukkah, uh-huh. so because you're not allowed to have an airspace of three tefachim, right. so by putting something there that makes the hole less than not, three. Oh, I so or a way to take you out of a whole category and into the tefachim uh, category, which gives you the extra Right. Yeah. So now it could be you shouldn't sit under there, but at the end of the day, the sukkah's kosher. That's a different question. So you really don't have to put, you have to put the, the shpudim or whatever you're filling it in with over the whole airspace? Or can you push, just put two well, you have to make sure that the, there's never a space of three tefachim in the so middle of air. minimize the airspace down to less than three, mm-hmm. but you don't have to cover the whole airspace, really. It's not. Well, what do you mean? The whole it has to be well, along the like whole width, right? You don't have to do. You don't have to fill yeah. in the whole thing, right? Yeah, so you, you could still have two tefachim of airspace, right? Just put two in to fill that space, right? Yeah, that's that'll right. Do that'll do it. Yeah, that'll take care of it. So, um, probably not. again. So that's the same. That's a similar question, right? No, right. So as long as it's less than three. So and and they're sitting under the rest of the skach. It's sometimes you have that with skach mats where they're not a perfect. Uh, they're not. A, they don't go one to the other. And the, uh, somehow over time they seem to shrink a little bit. I don't know. You pull one way and then it goes the other way. It's really. It's not a. Sometimes it's a challenge. With the, so uh, as long as they're within three, 
But even if they're not within three, I, I, uh, I don't know that you'd recommend taking non-kosher skach and putting it over there, okay. but you don't want to have that three airspace in the middle. That's the bottom line. Okay. So that's one way to solve the problem. That's with a big sukkah. katana. What happens if it's a much smaller sukkah? Um, let's say, so, bekanim havimiyat, bishpudim lo havimiyat. So then you could fill it in with kosher skach, uh, because here you need to have this sukkah to be a minimum size to be good. Whereas if you're going to put in the spits, that's going to cause a problem. And that uh, is only on the side. But if it were in the middle, pligi. Pligi be revach ravina. There you'd have a debate. Uh, and what's the debate? If it's less than three, you can love with it. Meaning you can look at it like it's not there. The question is, how do you, if you need that space, Let's go to this picture for a second. And this is a big sukkah. So in the big sukkah, you don't need the space. It's kosher here, and it's kosher here. It's big enough. But what if you, the sukkah was only kosher if you included this space as part of the minimum measurement? Right. So then the question is, uh, here's, this is the minimum. This is, uh, um, they both look big because the way the picture is. This, the whole sukkah is seven. This is seven tvachim, this whole thing. So if the sukkah is missing any space, if there's part of the sukkah you can't sit under, then this is too small to be a sukkah. See, in this case, you don't care if you can't sit under here. Because this is a kosher sukkah and this is a kosher sukkah. It's a big enough... But once you get into a smaller sukkah, you actually need that the airspace be included in the seven. So the question here is... um, uh, how, can you include the airspace? Is it considered part of the sukkah is it because of lavud, or is it not considered part of the sukkah because of lavud? Mm. So, um, mm-hmm. so you need what, seven by seven square feet. In, no, no, no. In the end, tvachim, tvachim. Oh, I mean, right. very, very but I'm small. saying square. Like, right, that's it. If you have a small sukkah that's exactly kosher, then there's no tolerance even for uh, a small airspace because. The, the problem is not so much the airspace. The problem is you don't have that minimum sukkah size. Um, but the question here is, how do you look at a gap? It's, a, it, it, it's one thing to say you tolerate a gap that it doesn't mess up the rest of the sukkah. It's another thing to say you look at it like the gap is closed, which is love it. Love it means you, you just fill it in. Uh, it's less than three. It's like filled in. Is that the Kiddush here? You can, you can love it. That's good. right. That's right. Love it means that less than three we can ignore. We look at it like it's all together. It's a in this situation. Though, I'm sorry, God. Mm-hmm. So, so in this situation, we'd have to make sure that this is forty nine square tefachim. Right. Right. That's right. 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 That's right. Why would you have to worry about any holes in the in the tefach if you could love them? Right. As long as they're small enough. Yeah. It matters a bigger sukkah or smaller. Yeah. When we're talking small sukkah, we mean the whole sukkah is maybe just this no, no, big. No, no, I understand. So you start taking away a, a lavat amount, then you don't have at least seven a good stock in the area that you have your lavat problem. Yeah. So you um, but if you had a big sukkah, you a big sukkah is a different story. But you wouldn't want to have those holes because of sunlight. Yeah. A different reason. Rabbi, so let me ask this. But I think well, I'm sorry, I wasn't focus, listening. I, I missed this it. Is my focus, 
The question is where, at what point, are you allowed to say lava? The Emsar or Minatsad seems to be, to me, maybe you can only say lava when you're talking to a wall. Right, right, that's what we're getting to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the new question. Uh, What were you saying, Michael? Um, We were worried about having air spaces mm-hmm. that let too much sunlight go in. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, so that's that, a separate thing. So Assuming that, that you don't let too much sunlight go in. So that that would trump the love of uh, two Tabakan air space in your spots, right? Because if you have those spaces, you could literally love it a lot so that the cock is all intact, but the sunlight would still get in. So, right, so the question is, what does Lava do? Does it, does it make it that uh, we don't say it cuts a hole in the sukkah? Or does it actually make it like there, there is no hole? Oh, I see, I see. So if there's no hole, so then it's part of the sukkah, then you're good. But if it just doesn't, uh, just doesn't divide the sukkah, but it's not that it is sukkah, so if you need it for your minimum size, then you're in trouble. Right. So that would be the problem. So... Uh, so there is this concept of love it, but the question is, where do you love it things? <laughs> so let's see the Gemara. So, um, Amra Bay, we're going up a little bit. Avi Shlosha if you have a big hole in the sukkah and you make it less, Bain Bikanim, whether it's kosher skach, Bain Bishbudim, whether it's non kosher skach, either way you've made it less, Habimiyat Basukkah, then it works. Habimiyat, then. You've made it smaller. The hole that you have is smaller than three. You're good. The sukkah katana. If you have a much smaller sukkah where you need every bit of the sukkah to count, so then if you lessen it by putting reeds in there, so then that's good because then you've got the reeds are kosher skach. But if you meet it with metal poles, that won't work. Vahani uh, mili. And when is this that? Uh, you can say lavud towards the side of the sukkah. But if the, uh, the airspace is in the middle of the sukkah, so there's a, a direct argument. You can even lavud things in the middle. Again, this is a halacha Moshe Misinai. And uh, it, it doesn't work. Does it work in the middle of the sukkah or does it only work next to the walls? Well, I'm not focused by a big sukkah. By a little sukkah, everyone's motor is not going to work. Well, it's, it's not that it doesn't work. It's that you have another problem. You have to start out with the sukkah to have love. It. <laughs> if you don't start off with the sukkah, so it won't help you. So you can't, yeah, the sukkah doesn't exist. You can't, uh, you can't wish it into existence with love. It, right? All right. That so, would be nice if you could just love it the whole thing. Yeah, let's just love Let's pretend, the, you know, a, you got three on this side and three on so you only put one in the middle and then you could... Uh, <laughs> So my time the man yesh love them. So uh, so if there is an argument, there has to be a source for that. So what's the source that you see that you can have holes in the middle? The Tanya we learned to follow. So we're going to try to bring a proof from a different area of halacha. Not well, we don't have a proof from sukkah. So we're going to try to bring a proof from the uh, laws of Erevin. So we learned the following over there. Um, you need to have a, what's called a high beam, a korah. Sometimes you can only carry in an alleyway if you have a long beam along the top so that you know not to carry out of the alley into the Rosh Hashanah. Okay, we have to just switch gears back to Ervin for a second. So what happens if your beam isn't, doesn't go all the way on both sides? Uh, here we have our picture, if you want to remind us. Here's your, uh, this is the road over here in the front. 
this is the alleyway. So normally you can't carry in this alley because we're afraid you'll carry it right into Rosh Hashanah. We said you're allowed to carry if you fix the alley with a Korah. There's also a Lechi on the side, but you can have either a Lechi or a Korah if you remember. But what happens if you don't have a long enough pole? Sometimes they don't. I, I found it's very hard to get a long pole in your car. You know, like I, you know, I needed my sukkah. You got to open the windows on both sides, and then you're worried that it's uh, it's going into the roadway or whatever. Like, uh, so what it, can you use two poles and then they get them close in the middle? That's the question. Can you love it in the middle? So that's going to be the question over there. So we learned it doesn't touch the other wall. The can't stay chorus. One goes out. As long as they're within three, so two scenarios. One is you have a pole, but it doesn't quite touch the other side. And the other is you have two poles that don't t- quite touch in the middle. As long as they're within three, you don't need to bring any other poles. Uh, uh, if it's three, then you need to bring So what do you see? You see, you say lovewood over here in the middle. Over here, you love these right. poles in the middle. So same thing by sukkah. By the way, could you say love it on both sides, less than three of the poles? What's holding them up? Well, you have it somehow. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So you'd have something. I don't know how you'd have that, but uh, I don't know when. That's a good question. Okay. But uh, but the, this is the proof. The proof is over here, you love at the middle. So why can't you love at the middle of a sukkah? A hole in the sukkah, same thing. So Mara said, that's a good point. That's pretty good proof that you have. You can have a hole in the middle, and it's good. You say love it even in the middle. In this case, if you had a Korah that was too high, and then you could hang something too oh, right. under there you go. that, it's Oh, I see. So, yeah. Uh, very good. Right. Right. So, would you say love it to her? So, we've kind of had these questions before. Can you say love it from one side or from both sides? Can you do two love You know, that seems to be the question. I don't see why not, unless there's a limit to it. But over here, the question is do we accept that proof? That's a pretty good proof that you can have a hole in the middle. Why can't you, if you can have a hole in the middle of your Erev, why can't you have a hole in the middle of your Schach? So Morris said, no, that's not a good proof. I'll tell you why. Shani Chorus. Uh, Erev is different because that's the Rabbanin. That's a rabbinic halacha. In a rabbinic halacha, you always find more leeway than a Torah. Sukkah is actually a Torah halacha. It's mina Torah. You have to sit in a sukkah. So you can't, uh, in, in, in rabbinic halacha, maybe we allow it. Um, so therefore, it's not, you could argue it's not a proof to a Torah halacha. Couldn't you say love is a sheer so it could be a... But in the middle of a sukkah, maybe it's only the Rabbanin. But where do you see for a Torah halacha, you can use a lovud in the middle? Okay. Uh, no, we're not going to take any chances for a Torah halacha. So uh, the Rabbanin, my time, the man ain't lovud them. So, all right, where do you see that you don't lovud things in the middle? So uh, we're going to go to Hilchas Tuma to try to bring a proof that you don't lovud things in the middle. Got a picture of that too. Um, Let's take a look. The Tanan. Uh, you can look at the picture. It's a funny picture. There's the skylight in the middle over here. Mm-hmm. So normally, if you had a dead body in the house, the whole house would be Tamei, everything in the house. The question is, what about the area under the skylight? Or vice mm-hmm. versa, what if the dead body's under the skylight and not under the house? Is, are those the same roof? That's, gonna, that's the question it's over there. Questions. Yeah, that has to do with the laws of Tumah. Like the, something under the same roof but you've got, a, you've got a window over here, a skylight. So what's the deal there? Meaning, so, meaning it's open? Yeah. 
It's an Aruba. Aruba is like a window. It's like, pretend one of these is open to the sky where the light is. Right. So, is that a different roof? That, that uh, mean the rain would come in, could come in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're talking for rain or circumstances. Now. Right, I'm just, right. I'm just trying yeah. to decide. Yeah, it, it could be have glass over it. Oh, oh, so, okay. glass, oh even gla- so you could have glass. Yeah, I think so. Um, so you'd have to go into those halachas, what connects it to over there. But the, um, the, the, but the, the immediate question is, is that the same roof as the rest of the house? It's a different, it's a different, uh, I don't know, how, how, how would you make the glass? You know, would it, could you make it higher? Could you make it lower? Or what, when it would be connected? That I'm not sure. That's, uh, that's complicated. I, um, I'm a Kohen, and a uh, Kohen's not allowed to be under the same roof as a dead body. So they have a, um, a funeral place in Pennsylvania. Um, I once did a funeral there, I think. And they have a, um, uh, you know, like Torah Day School has those, tra- they have a trailer next to a building. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they have glass windows on both sides and a microphone. And the trailer is a separate building, a totally separate and you do the funeral, the Kohen can stand in the, I think the rabbi, the local rabbi was the Kohen. So they built the funeral, wanted the business of the Kohen rabbi. So they, they, they got a glass trailer with a big glass window that looks, so you can, and you can more or less see at least like who's in the audience and they can see him through the glass window. But it's a separate, it's a separate roof. That's the point I wanted to make. The trailer is, to, is not in the same building as the, uh, um, the, uh, so I, let me just say, basically with the Ohel, what we're worried about, with Tuma, Tuma spreads by the Ohel. Right. It sort of it gets deflected down, so to say. So if you have your opening, so Tuma now maybe doesn't spread to that opening area because it doesn't have a area reflecting it down. So that would be like a safety zone, like straight under the glass. Tuma doesn't... doesn't shall we say, congregate under there because it needs to have a roof. Yeah. They tried to show that in this picture. They've got like the light. There's like a beams of light coming down like an invisible... Uh, it's under a different roof. So what's the story over there? Tanan, Aruba Shibabais. You've got a window in the house. As long as it's a tefak big, um, the whole house is under the same roof. So uh, everything in the house is tame. But everything under the window, that's fine. Tar. Let's say the tame thing is under the window. The house is fine. That's a different roof. Now, if it's not a tefak big, so so less than a tefak is not really a window. It's not a different roof. So less than a roof, let's start that again. Um, if you have a small window and tuma babayas, aruba tar. Exactly the under the window is tar. Tuma connected aruba, but if there's tuma opposite the aruba, kolabayas kula tar. But what you see over there is the, uh, you see that you, um, you don't love it in the middle. Over there, it's less than three tvachim, the window. That hole is less than three tvachim. And if you said lovud in the middle, so then it would be as if it didn't exist. Right. So, but we don't say lovud over there. We allow for this in the laws of Tumah, as long as it's tefach, right? right? So you see, you don't say lovud over there. 
And that's Minat Torah. So Lumor said, no. Even though it's Minat Torah, the laws of Tumah are different. It's like halacha, the, the halachas of Tumah you can't really bring a proof from. Let's see Rashi, first wide line, the Hakikam Messinai. Those are Allah's Moshe Messinai, the ain't love with the Emsa. That's like a Tumah, that's a famous rule that you really can't, Tumah is like its own rules. It's, it's like very hard. We, we, uh, throughout the Gomorrah, we use logic and we ask questions based on logic. So, and then all of a sudden you get to Hilchus Tumah and you want to take the logic into Hilchus Tumah and it doesn't necessarily work because it has its own set of rules. It's, it's not a... It's, and love is not in the Tumah and, lo- and love is not in the Tumah rules, right. right. So therefore the fact that it's not over there doesn't prove anything because Tumah is its own separate... Uh, so it's interesting. So each one had a proof, one from rabbinic law and one from the Tumah laws, but none of them were a perfect match to our Sukkah laws. <laughs> so the question was, uh, so the, the proofs... Uh, that's how each could ignore the other's proof. Okay, fine. Dorish Rabbi Yehuda. So uh, now we have a new thing. Dorish Rabbi Yehuda, Bari Lloyd, Shera. Let's say you had a house. Uh, this is a, this, the, the back to the Dauphin Akuma Halacha. If you have a house where the Nifkas means the roof falls in and you put Skach on there, it's still Kasher. Amalafan Rishur Yosi, Rabbi Pirishka. That's the way um, the Rebbe explains it this way. Kak pirish apa, arba amas psula. If the um, uh, if the uh, the distance between the hole and the walls is dalad amas, so then it's no good. Pachas mayar, but less than dalad amas akshera. That's uh, that's the, the the what we had before. Less than dalad amas, you say pitikra. That's that's the same. That's just a repeat of a halacha that we had earlier. Rashi just says, Rebbe Pirish Estivrecha. Rebbe explains those words. In other words, this rule that it's kosher is less than Daladamas. If it's Daladamas from the, uh, the hole that was filled in, so there's no walls, so you need those Daladamas. Now, this particular rabbi who darshaned his name was uh, Rebbe Yehuda Bariloi. So there's another teaching from Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi, totally not related um, to that teaching. Um, uh, one second, uh, right? So the following: Dorish Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi, Avruma Shari. He said um, again, nothing. Now let's just change another channel. We've had this before in the Gemara. What happened was that sometimes uh, people uh, we kind of assume that this is like a yeshiva where everybody's sitting there and learning and. Uh, uh, giving over their teaching. It wasn't like that at all. The people were scattered all over the world, and they came to Rebbe to give testimony about what they had heard from their Rebbeim. And uh, once a person was there and giving testimony, so even if he was off topic, he would get, because he's got to go back to work. He's got to go back to his hometown. So uh, there was a teaching that he gave over. For, he heard two things from his Rebbe that no one else had recorded. So one of them had to do with sukkah. The other one had to do with fish. But he says them both because he heard them from the same rabbi and, that, and there was a discussion. Has anybody heard teachings from this rabbi? Um, today, sometimes in the papers you find, does anybody, you know, remember from this, you know, the stories about this rabbi or teachings from this rabbi who might have studied under him, the, um, you know, the, uh, 
they had this with Rabbi Geffen Olosholem. He was the great rabbi that lived here in Atlanta. And it, people would write him questions from all, all over the South. And he would send out the answers, very complicated halakhic things, in the mail. But the family didn't have a lot of those things because they were all mailed to people. Ramosha finds it also similar. So, and, the, and they're sitting in people's houses somewhere. You know, you might have a house somewhere in Morningside that'll have one of those two. I, I don't know if he needed to write you for his own shul, but somewhere in the, in the South, because he was one of the leading rabbis in the South, uh, and that you might find that tshuva, and, and nobody ever saw it, you know. So, uh, so they, uh, so in those days they would testify. It's a different subject, but it's the same rabbi. So this is what the rabbi said: There is a fish called an avruma. I want to know is the avruma a kosher fish? But the problem is the scales aren't so clear. We all know the way to see a fish is scales. That's always the. So by the way, that the Torah says the hexer for a fish is scales. That's what it's, in other words, how do you know a fish is kosher? It has scales. Now, it, it, you know, what about fins? It only has a fin if it has scales. The, the scales are, the, the fin is like the rudder. You know, the, if it has scales, then it's going to have a fin. You don't have to look for a fin. If you have fin, then you know it has scales. But you look for scales typically. That's the thing to look for. So um, the problem is that the markets like to sell you fish where all the, the, the skin is all off. So there's no, you, there's no way to identify it as a kosher fish. Well, the company says that it's a kosher fish. But if you, have, if you Google fish fraud, you'll see that's the most common kind of food fraud is that you can't rely on what the company tells you. Uh, basically, once you get all the skin off, they all look alike. It's like the, so if there's, the only question is uh, salmon is the, has a unique color. So even though the skin is off, you can assume it's a kosher fish because it, it's, it, there's no non-kosher fish that has that orange color to it. Mm. Whereas other fish, once, if, you have, if there's a little piece of skin, you're, it's good. But then the question is, sometimes there's like sushi tuna, it's very hard to see the scales. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why. It could be they fall off in the water or it's just certain fish, it's just you have to know how to find the skin. The question is really if you're not familiar with a fish. So then you kind of have to be an expert in scale hunting. And that comes up like you're, you're a Boy Scout, you're, you're, if you catch something, it doesn't look like anything you've ever seen before. So that's the question. So anyway, what's the deal with this uh, fish? So the story is the following. So Avruma. So he said the Avruma fish, even though it's got small scales, those are good scales, Sharia. He said also, same language. Rebbe explained the fine. The Avruma fish. So the word Avruma... This also you run into uh, what they call, let's say, a blackfish or a bluefish. So the bluefish that you're going to find in Georgia is not the bluefish you find in Alaska. It's too totally, it's a slang term. So you can't, uh, for whatever reason, fish, unless you use the Latin names, the names just go by what the local fishermen call them. So when they use the word blackfish or jackfish or certain types of fish, the name may or may not be only f- for one type of fish. In another area, they use it for a different type. So he said the Avruma fish, if you go to such and such a place, that's a non-kosher fish. Shomak and Plony, in another city, what they call the black fish is kosher. Has scales on it. He hide Omrabai, hi Saknasa, the Bay Nar, the ones that are in the Nar Shari, my time. What's the reason that it's okay? So he wants to say this is a, a great logic. If you understand how fish work, then you would know which fish have to have scales to survive. 
So if the water is such that only a fish with scales could survive, then the fish in that water are going to be kosher. Because, uh, so, mishum, so what's the reason? Uh, it, maybe it's because in that water system, the water is fast moving. Since they don't have a spine. They, there's no way to, for them to survive without a spine and scales. But the Gemara says, yeah, but sometimes you find non-kosher fish. How's the decoy? Um, so that you can't go by the fact that the water uh, is uh, strong current, whatever. Maybe it has to do with salt water. And non-kosher fish, since it doesn't have scales, it can't survive. It doesn't, it's not able to process in the salt water. That they manage in the salt water. So what is the rule about where you find non-kosher fish and where you find kosher fish? El, uh, the reason why in some places you can use the fish, mishim delob marbetinayo. It has to do uh, with the, um, uh, the, the cement, uh, the dirt in that, in that river. The dirt in that river, um, there's not enough dirt to support the non-kosher fish. Um, it's, there's not enough dirt. Uh, certain that these, I'm not sure if they're like clay. I don't know enough about fish. But uh, apparently there's not enough, um, the dirt and the, I don't even know if it's called dirt, uh, the, uh, what do you, the silt, S-I-L-T. So I guess that's the underwater dirt in that area. Is is Today, there's other rivers open up. Naresim, Narganda, Lahasna, Masura. So uh, basically, you had s- small water systems that didn't have non-kosher species in them. So you have nothing to worry about. But it, today, they opened up, they connected water systems, so you do have non-kosher. You have to understand which brings the non-kosher fish in. So I don't know if we're talking about things like clams and shrimp or other, I don't know exactly which non-kosher fish it is, but again, they, uh, if you only had kosher fish, then you wouldn't have to worry. Shratzen would be a non-kosher fish. Um, Maybe the, the little, like, not talking about worms or something like that or something? No, no, I think it means the non-kosher fish. I think that's what it means, Sheratzamayim. I think, in other words, you don't have the non-kosher fish, Sheratzamayim. I think that's what Rashi means. Sheratzamayim, a non-kosher fish, would be like a, the creepies in the fish. It's got no, no dolphins in the tuna. That's, that's, the, that's the deal. Okay, back to the Gemara. Let's get it back to... So the fish was just a pause because it was the same rabbi. Now let's go back into the portico. Uh, what happens if you put schach on the portico? Uh, this is a little different. Here's the new portico. Um, the previous portico, that was on Shabbos. Let's see, where was our Shabbos portico? Um, where did our portico go? Yeah, that was... This portico that we had on Shabbos, uh, when we talked about there was a house here and a house here and a house here that, and a courtyard in the middle. And I told you they made those for safety. That way the, they put a wall up here and then the, the houses would be safe at night they, from marauders. So uh, what, And they had an awning all the way around. So this awning in this case was less than Dalit Amos. So it was very good because when you put Schach in the middle, 
So then it became a sukkah in the middle, and the fact that it had an awning was no problem because we dofinakumed it. It was a perfect dofinakuma. That was that case. Now we're switching to this case, and in this case you actually have a wall goes down under the uh, under the well, and then you want to put schach in the middle. And so this is a little different over here. Um, it looks better. Okay, so let's see. So, but this is the same portico, meaning you have building all around, except you have a wall under the awning that went all the way around. Can you still build on over here or not? Can you use that new wall? So, it marsika sheisho pitzimim. These are the pitzimim. These these uh, beams or whatever they call them. It's got beams in front of the houses uh, that hold up these... It's like they studded the wall like before they put sheetrock when they, it's framed. In other it's words, framed. It's framed it up. Yeah. Why, why is this a question? Why would it, why would it be any worse? Yeah, I mean, it seems so, it seems so nice. Um, so uh, it's, it's more than Dalit Amas from the... Uh, in, the in the previous case... This is, your new, this is a wall this now. This is a new wall. Um, well, if you have the wall, so that's I. Going to be the question. Are these uh, so let, let's read the case. Sika gabe exayu pitzimim. If you have the pitzimim, the pitzimim is a new wall. Sheira sheelo pitzimim. If there's no wall, Abaye says it's still good. Rava sebsu Abaye magsheira. So um, the question here is, um, if you have no wall there, and the other wall is dalad amas, so what's going to be your wall of the sukkah? So uh, that's this picture here. You've got no wall, uh, no pitzimim. <laughs> you just have schach, and you have a, a wall that's more than dalaramos on each side. So the question is going to be whether you can pitikra it. And pitikra, <laughs> that's, uh, that's another halacha, which is that sometimes the edge of the, of the, of the roof comes down. Um, so that's the, that's the question. So as we turn the page. Why can't you just use Dolphin Akuma? It's more than Daladamas. More than Daladamas. Yeah. So that's the question. So uh, we're throwing in a new halakha that we haven't talked much about. We actually had it one other time. Um, the question is, can you, uh, can you p-tikrit? Do you say that this, the sukkah creates its own walls almost? That because the, um, not, not even the sukkah, over there, the the wall of the awning does it make like a pitikra wall? Does like it? This little part up here. Do you look at it like it comes down? And if it comes down, then you have your own sukkah walls. So uh, two opinions here, of course. Rava Omar Psua, Lower Mina Pitikra So one opinion says you say the pitikra, the mouth of the roof, comes down the roof around the sides creates a wall, and one view is it doesn't. According to you who says, we look at it like the wall, um, what happens if you only have two walls? And now we get a new picture. Let me see if I can find it. Um, uh, yeah. So what happens if you had only two walls? Would you pitikra the third wall. So now I'll tell you what the problem here is, okay? Here the problem is you have traffic that goes through. So if you want to say you look at it like the wall comes down, that's fine if, it, if you could look at it like there's a wall there. But if you've got traffic coming through, the traffic almost knocks off the pitikra. 
So you can't say it's an invisible wall. Now, did they put that in there? Is that part of the discussion too? That that one particular piece up there, because that could look like that's what makes the wall work. Without right. that little piece of wood, it might be... A uh, no, no, there's no problem with the roof. The roof okay. is there for Pitikra. But the question is, when do you say Pitikra? Okay. Would you say Pitikra uh, even in the middle? I would admit over there that it's like an open mavo. You can't Pitikra it. So we've thrown out a new concept called Pitikra. And we said some people say that it exists and some people say it doesn't exist. You know, where did it come from? So maybe this is actually an ancient Machlokas. Whether you say Pitikra, maybe it's a Rav and Shmuel Machlokas. Where do you see that? What happens if you have, uh, and now we get to the, this picture, the portico in the Bika. We had that way back in the old days of Erevin. Uh, um, yeah. So it doesn't have the walls. It's a, a portico is just a roof. The Vartsko has the same picture, probably. Okay, very good. Yeah. So um, no, no, that one was the previous one where the uh, that's the one pitikra. We're we're further now. Uh, that one. Yeah, that's right. So when do you pitikra in the valley uh, in the in the open space? Rob says You can carry under the whole portico. So you're under a roof that has poles on all four sides. Do you look at it like that roof is a structure, right. a separate structure? And where are the walls? The ceiling makes the walls. In other words, the fact that you're under a roof, right. um, they have it at the and picnic areas some places. The side of the roof gives you your PT Right. So one view is you say such a thing. The other view is you don't. So you see that this is a mock locus. We will stop here. Uh, assuming that it's the same uh, same argument.